Don't let a DUI charge ruin your life. Get a professional and confidential evaluation from our experienced team at True Heights Treatment. Our evaluations are accepted by the majority of courts in the state of Illinois and provide a comprehensive assessment of your substance use patterns and potential treatment needs. Get the help you need today and start your path to a brighter future. Contact us now to schedule your evaluation at 708-248-7039 or at thtdui.com. The George Brassy Podcast is made possible with funding provided from Brassy Global Strategies, LLC, a leading political consulting, public policy, government affairs, and research firm. Are you interested in running for elected office? Need advice? Call or email George, 708-769-5015. Brassy Global Strategies 1 at gmail.com. Cook County Board Commissioner from the 6th District, Donna Miller, to the podcast. Commissioner Miller, thanks for coming on. Thank you so much, George, for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Commissioner Miller, can you tell the listeners a little bit about who you are as a person before we delve into you as a candidate? Sure. Well, first I say I'm a mom. So my first job is mom. I have two teenage boys. One just went to college and one is a junior in high school. And I'm married and been married um, 21 years we live in the South suburbs and um, I grew up in Chicago though. So I always tease my kids that I'm really from Chicago, but they're from Linwood. <laughs> so we, we make that little distinction because they say, well, everybody is from Chicago. I said, no, you're from where you're from. So I'm proud to say I'm from Chicago. I went to high school in Chicago at Lane Tech High School. And went to college in Washington, D.C. at Howard University and have been, you know, working in the pharmaceutical industry for the majority of my career over 20 years and really have leveraged that experience into what I'm doing today politically. Donna, when you were at Howard University, did you imagine that you would go into public life and running for office? I didn't imagine it per se, but because I was in Washington, D.C., I took full advantage of everything D.C. had to offer. I was an intern on Capitol Hill for a senator for two years. Um, so I walked those halls on Capitol Hill. I loved it. I loved being in that atmosphere. And I really thought that I would be more of a behind the scenes person. I did get a job offer to work for a senator when I first graduated and unfortunately, I didn't realize at the time that, you know, not only is living in D.C. very expensive, but the pay wasn't good. And we still hear that today. The pay has not increased much for people who work on the Hill. So my parents advised me otherwise and said, maybe you should try something else and just be a volunteer when you have time. So actually, I, that's what I did. I volunteered all the time. And I had the fortunate pleasure of telling our now President Joe Biden, that I volunteered on his first presidential campaign way back in the late 80s. I went to Delaware because <clears throat> it's close to Washington, D.C. with uh, a bunch of students who were going to help him run for president at that time. And as many of us might know, you know, he didn't continue with that run. But now, look, all these years later, he is our president. So that was a great reminder to me that 
people just got to keep going and keep doing what you love and things will turn out. I wish we had iPhones back then because I would have definitely taken a selfie, but we didn't. So I didn't have any pictures of us doing any of that stuff back then. People didn't take pictures like we do now. Wow. That's so interesting. I didn't know that you had a background as a, as a Senate staffer at one point in your career. Well, intern, but yes. <laughs> Very awesome. Tell the listeners a little bit about the geography of the 6th District, uh, what you currently represent. Sure. The 6th District, which I say is one of the most diverse districts in Cook County, just from the way it's configured. It's all suburban, so that's unique in itself. No city of Chicago, but it's the southwest suburbs and south suburban going to the border, like where I live in Linwood. We're on the border of uh, Illinois. So we bump up to Indiana. So it borders Will County. It borders Chicago. Um, it borders um, many. Uh, so it, I have all of South Holland. It starts on the eastern portion, South Holland, Dalton, um, Linwood, Lin goes to Chicago Heights, South Chicago Heights. Then it goes all the way up to Tinley Park, Orland Park, Matteson, Richton Park, all the way up to Bridgeview, Justice, Alsa, Palos Heights, Palos Hills. So there's 36 different municipalities, Homewood, Blossmore in the middle there. So I say it's the sixth district and the shape of the district looks like a backward six a little bit. <laughs> when you just four years ago to run for this office, what motivated you then? What motivated me to run really was the fact that um, I have been around politics a long time. I have a background in healthcare, and this seat became an open seat when the prior commissioner passed away. I did go for the appointment at that time uh, to get the appointment for that seat. That didn't happen, but I said, you know, I'm still going to stay true to what I think is a great opportunity for me to run for this seat for Cook County Board of Commissioners because um, I felt like it really encompassed all of my background, my background politically, my background professionally, and being an organizer. I've done many things out in the community for many years. Um, and this just, I felt, combined all of that. Uh, we say that the, on the county board that we're responsible for the public health, and we couldn't have imagined even four years ago when I ran that public health would be the center of all of our lives for two straight years, but it is. Um, I'm able to leverage my experience in the, the healthcare industry that I worked in, the pharmaceutical and bio, biotech industry, to help make decisions, I think, that were very crucial to us managing this pandemic. Also, public safety, we've seen also that we could not have predicted four years ago, um, the increase in violence and crime in our communities. And the, the county is responsible for the uh, well-being of citizens as it relates to public safety because of the sheriff are under the, the county board, you know, budget, budgetary uh, jurisdiction, the state's attorney, the public defender, the judges. So all of that makes up for what we see as affecting our daily lives. And I don't think that people really think about that until they look back and say, you know, county government is responsible for many aspects of our daily lives, not just property taxes, which is also a part, and properties and the, what comes under the treasurer's office, but all of that. So public health, public safety, and the forest preserves. I'm proud to say that the sixth district 
um, also has the third largest amount of forest preserves in this district. And now we're getting more focused because people have been home and have been locked up in their houses because of COVID. People have utilized the forest preserves in record numbers, and we're getting um, expansion of funding to come to the forest preserve for many different aspects, especially um, biking. So we are expanding bike trails throughout the south suburbs. So back to what you were saying initially, why I ran is because it really encompassed all of the experiences, the things that I feel that I could bring to the board and make a valuable contribution and leverage my experience. You eventually win your, your initial election to the board and you become one of the few uh, women and one of the few African-American women. Can you talk about what that's like for you? Well, you know, I just look at it when when I came to the board, there were only two women on the board. Now there's five out of 17 commissioners. Um, the reason that it's important for women to have a seat at the table and all of us talk about this um, is because we do uh, bring a different level of experience. I will say that it's because of women and not that men aren't focused on certain things. It's just that every woman knows, unfortunately, someone touched by domestic violence. And um, as, as you might know, we had uh, the occasion to expand the domestic violence court through Cook County as of this year. I'm not saying that wouldn't have happened just with, <clears throat> with men only, but it's because women came and made their voices heard. I think that it helps to have great diversity on the board, whether it's cultural diversity, racial diversity, and gender diversity. <clears throat> so we can have inclusivity across all of Cook County. And Cook County is about 51% women. So we need this Cook County board to be 51% women. Commissioner Miller, the county is such a, a large um, entity. Talk about how, the sheer size of the county and what that's like to be one of uh, 17 commissioners. Well, so uh, prior to the last census, you know, we had a change in the numbers of, of population across all of Cook County. So Cook County is the second largest county in the entire country. And each commissioner represents now it's about 320,000 people. So each commissioner has a, roughly about the same amount of people. When you think about the magnitude of what that means to a constituency base, it's very daunting. And it also shows that we need to provide services and resources to a vast number of people just because of the things I mentioned earlier, public health, public safety, that affects everyone, no matter where you live. But when you think about Cook County being as large as it is, it affects every aspect of your daily life, whether you recognize it directly or not. Very indirectly affects your daily life. And <clears throat> the size of Cook County being the size that it is also <clears throat> makes us have to have better resources to reach every pocket and corner of Cook County. That's one thing that I am a strong advocate for to make sure that of the municipalities that I represent, I represent 36 municipalities out of the 129 municipalities that are in suburban Cook County. So that's a good portion of the population of Cook County that resides in suburban Cook County. So the city of Chicago is yet just one municipality, but still has 
the bulk of Cook County. 50% of Cook County is Chicago. But then that also means 50% of Cook County is not Chicago. So we should have exactly the same resources in that other 50% of Cook County as the city of Chicago has. And I think that as time has gone on, even in the period of time that I've been here, we've seen more focus and intentionality on allocating resources to suburban Cook County. What type of uh, initiatives or programs or committee memberships do you have on the on the county board? Well, I'm vice chair for uh, for the county board for contract compliance. I'm vice chair for workforce development, and I'm vice chair for veterans. Those, all of those uh, committees are so important. Again, just to the sheer number of people that it affects. I'm also chairman of contract compliance on the forest preserve portion of the, the county. So we separate the forest preserve from the Cook County board, two separate entities, but we're both, we're commissioners for both. Um, and some of the initiatives that weave itself into all of those aspects of whether it's healthcare, which is my focus, healthcare committee is a committee of the whole, which I'm proud to say that I am able to leverage my experience on like I said, because of this pandemic, we have had to move fast and quick and always changing. I have been very adamant about educating our suburban residents about what this pandemic has meant from the very beginning. I started educating people virtually because we were at home. I started educating people through live Facebook interactions with experts in the field from physicians to police officers, fire nurses, help, um, work, you know, uh, educators, uh, physical education educators, because all of that was so important in understanding how this pandemic, how COVID-19 was going to affect each and every person. Then we also had to get people educated about getting vaccinated when that opportunity presented itself. How could you get vaccinated? Who should get vaccinated? Where can you get vaccinated? And now we see here we are still at the, this juncture, we are in February 2022, and people still need to be vaccinated. Now we learned that people need to be getting boosters. And Cook County is responsible for the public health as public health officials, which is another wool that's woven into our position. Uh, public health officials for the Cook County Public Health Department. And what is this pandemic but a public health issue, a public health crisis, a public health education process that we all have to take part of because the health of the public affects all of us. We are the public and the public needs to know how this can affect them positively or negatively and what resources are out there to help them. Even right now, we are passing out masks from my office because we are still encouraging people to follow the guidelines of wearing a mask. And so we have free masks to distribute. We started doing that way back when in 2019, in the very beginning, when people didn't even understand the importance of wearing masks, but we wanted to make sure, especially our seniors had masks available. And that's where my office started distributing masks. Commissioner Miller, you, um, you serve your district so well. What advice would you give to people who um, would want to follow your path in public service? Well, I say anyone who is in public service has to want to serve the public. This is not a job where you come in and you're glorifying yourself. You have to have a servant's heart. 
and you want to be a servant leader, but you also have to be passionate about something. I am passionate about healthcare. I am passionate about making sure that I am available to talk to people. So I think everyone has different levels of expertise. That's the other great thing about the diversity on our board at the moment, that we have people who have all different backgrounds, all different expertise, and that's what makes our county stronger by leveraging everyone's um, experience. So I say pick your passion, be passionate about it, and you can find other people to inspire, to follow you. You can find other people to help you do that work and you can find a way to make an impact on society and serve the public. Commissioner Miller, why why run for a second term? What's what why uh, why do it for you? Well, the reason I want to run for re-election is because I feel there's still so much more work to do. And it takes a little time to get in here and figure out how to make things happen. And we have been in a pandemic for two years. I really need to utilize my healthcare background to make it meaningful and find solutions as we move forward from where we are with the pandemic. My huge and it, my, my number one focus is going to be how can we address these healthcare disparities um, that we saw highlighted during the pandemic and still do something about them. We have had, uh, right now we're in American Heart Month, and one of my focuses has been since the beginning on cardiovascular disease and the disparities that exist within communities of color, especially in black and brown communities regarding heart disease. Well, that was not just something that happened during the pandemic. That's always been there, but it got exacerbated and highlighted because of the pandemic. I wanna continue that work. Um, I also want to focus on how we can have a more unity in our community. We saw a lot of civil unrest uh, during this pandemic time and during other unfortunate incidents that happen across our country. And we saw them right here in our own backyard. And actually, one of the things I was proud of, I was featured on Nightline uh, to show how communities like ours in South Suburbs can be diverse in, in makeup but come together when they wanna fight against civil unrest. So my goal is to continue to promote this rich diversity that exists in the South and Southwest suburbs, but how that will impact all of Cook County. And how's that gonna happen? By building a stronger Southland and we'll be you know, making an impact uh, as part of Cook County. So my work will continue uh, on into my second term. Commissioner Miller, what are two books that have been important to you as a person and why? Two books that have been important to me. Well, one book, um, maybe you've heard of this book called The Four Agreements. And The Four Agreements, I love self-help books. And I might honestly not read the whole self-help book, but I'll read parts of it. But this one, I read the whole one. But um, <laughs> so The Four Agreements, it really is a book that talks about it's a little on a spiritual level, which I think um, helps people have some grounding in their life. But it just talks about how you have four agreements that you make with yourself and with your spiritual entity. So God or what have you. Um, but it's a it's identifying a higher purpose than within just yourself. And the most important part of that book is to there's four agreements and it lists them all. Um, one of them that I always hold true to is be impeccable with your word. 
And what that means is that when you say something, make sure you understand what you're saying, but you also mean what you're saying and you can do what you're saying. And that's, I think that applies to public life. That also applies to being a teacher, being a physician, any sort of uh, position that you hold that you're interacting with people, which most jobs do, you have to be impeccable with your word and focus on making sure you're speaking with integrity and you're choosing your words before you say them. So that's one of the aspects that I loved about that book. Um, you want another book too? Yes, please. Okay. Um, well, another book, it's a story. So this is Black History Month and um, I focus a lot on storytelling, um, just focusing on the, the people in my family. So there's a book called Negro Land, and it's written by um, a Pulitzer Prize winning author named Margot Jefferson. And she grew up in Chicago, and it just tells the story of how she grew up. And what's fascinating to me is because she happens to also be a close family friend of my mother and my family. And some of the things that she lists in her book outline what it was like to grow up in the time they grew up. So they grew up like in the, you know, 50s. So you know, 40s, 50s, but they grew up, you know, in a world that um, wasn't necessarily accepting, but they made it anyway. And I love the way she tells the story of how her family was just her rock and her community was just her rock. And I feel the same way in my life. But I also feel that what was happening in that book during those times isn't that different than what's happening right now. So we have to fortify our communities. We have to make sure that people have a strong foundation so that they know they can always go forward and they have the support of the community to make them do that. Commissioner Miller, tell the listeners uh, if they want to learn more about you, where they can find you on the internet and when the election is. So, yeah, so this year the election cycle has changed um, because of the census numbers. Normally we have our primary in March, but this year the election is June 28th for the primary. So we all know June is a great weather in Chicago, so everybody can get out and vote that day. June 28th is the primary. Uh, check me out at my website, godonnago.com. I'm also on social media at Cook County Commissioner Donna Miller. I'm also on Instagram at GoDonnaGoIL and Twitter, GoDonnaGoIL. County Commissioner Donna Miller, thank you so much for coming on my podcast. Thanks so much, George, for having me. I appreciate it. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Help George stay on the Chicago Heights City Council. Go and donate today at tinyurl.com slash aldermangeorge2023. Begin to transform your life and work towards inner peace with expert psychotherapy. At True Heights Treatment, our experienced therapists provide personalized, compassionate care to help you overcome life's challenges and reach your goals. Whether you're struggling with depression, anxiety, relationship issues, or other mental health concerns, our team is here to support you. With a warm and welcoming in-person and virtual office atmosphere and a commitment to person-centered and evidence-based treatments, we are dedicated to helping you address your life's challenges. Contact us now to schedule your first session 
at 708-248-7039 or online at trueheightstx.com. Book your appointment today and start your journey towards a happier, healthier life. Need more George? Like his pages on Facebook. Friends of George Brassy PAC, Fifth Ward Business Alliance, Chicago Heights Bicycle and Pedestrian Resource Center, and the George Brassy Podcast. Mm-hmm.